0: Save yourself time and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. Hello there, today we're going to talk about how you monetize your passion with a special guest who was able to um, grow her, oh, there we go, here she is, uh, grow her blog and business um, to be online and able to travel and do what she loves. Hey there, thanks so much for the
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on board. Finally, great to speak with you after a while.
0: Yes, great to speak with you. Thanks so much for joining us on the Health Coach Nation podcast slash Instagram live. And um, just a heads up, you'll probably have to talk louder than usual just because of audio reasons. So I um, okay. just want to give you that heads up there. But why don't you first introduce yourself, your, your name and what you do, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Isabel and I run a travel blog called Bell Around the World. I'm also an SEO coach, um, which is how we connected
0: um, because
1: we were in the same online business bundle. Yeah. And yeah, I'm currently, oh, I'm from Singapore, but I'm currently in the US, um, just being on the road nice. and working remotely. Yeah.
0: Nice. So where in the US are you right now?
1: I'm currently in San Francisco.
0: Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. And how are you liking the, I mean, you're, you probably can't do much with the COVID, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm actually kind of resting in between trips. I just came back from a seven day um, camping trip to the Death Valley. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a good respite, I would say.
0: Yeah. So yeah. traveling, doing SEO um, for entrepreneurs is like, sounds like dream to a lot of people and I'm sure that it didn't start out that way and you had to build up to that so Mm -hmm. and and I think a lot of the reason why people start businesses is because and especially online businesses is because they do want that freedom they do want to travel um, and they want to help people while they're doing it and follow their passion so how did you decide first that um, SEO was the thing you wanted to do and then also Mm -hmm. what were the first steps you had to start to do to transition online
1: yeah well I would say I started um, my passion in writing in the beginning and with travel this whole travel blog started and then through just navigating my way around the online world and trying to figure out what works for people um, and really monitoring my traffic I've learned that the easiest way to get traffic is really by doing SEO. And so from then on, I started honing on more on the strategies and just tips that work in order to get more organic traffic in the least amount of effort and time possible.
0: Nice. So what are some findings that you've had um, on Instagram in particular to grow your traffic and your following? Because I know with, first of all, you post great exciting photos, so it's probably very entertaining for people to follow you because you're always on the move and going on these trips. Um, but yeah. what, have, what have been some things you've found that have worked for you?
1: Um, on Instagram, let's see. Okay, I can think of maybe like five different factors that would play into a an engaged account. Mm-hmm. Firstly, it's um, to have quality photos for sure, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And then um, having a consistent theme. And I'm not just talking about um, having a consistent color palette. If let's say you're running a social media agency or you're running a coaching business, then be consistent about posting about tips on whatever you specialize in. So for me, it's posting a lot of travel inspired content and my followers follow me because they either like my pictures or they can relate to the kind of personality that I have. And so they choose to follow me. Nice. Yeah. The other thing is um, depending on your community, I would say to seek out people within your community and build a community of like-minded people where you can um, support and get support from each other. Mm -hmm. So really being personal with one another and even your followers try and develop personal connections with them. And if someone like replies you on Instagram stories, um, send them a, a an emoji or just a reply. So, I mean, unless you're a celebrity, it's the way to build a loyal following out say is to have your followers actually get to know you. Mm-hmm. And lastly, And this is not so often talked about, but I found that sometimes it can work. It is to um, be part of giveaways. So sometimes um, there are a couple of big giveaways going on. And if you can, you can take part in it. You can give back to your followers. I mean, it's always nice to have this two-way interaction with your followers and to find every opportunity that you can to give back.
0: Yeah, love that. So really good overview of some of the things that you should have on your Instagram account to start building a loyal following and then hopefully convert that following to clients or customers or mm-hmm. referrals or whatnot. So when it comes to um, the giveaways and, and well, okay, a couple things. Number one, when you said be, if you want to build a loyal following, engage with them, I think the key is be loyal to them post good content for them, ask them what they want to see. Like you said, respond to their messages. And with the giveaways, um, that's how we originally met through the business bundle. It was a bunch of (laughs) course creators who put our courses together. And what was so great about that is, um, number one, we could do things like this to collaborate on Instagram. And a lot of our businesses complement each other. So when you guys are thinking about collaborations who complements your business where for example my audience might need an seo expert and your audience might need more of a sales and marketing strategy or or expert you know something in that range arena um Mm -hmm. so i think that that's really important and what about when it comes to quality photos what do you mean by that what do you find um like i know brighter photos do better on instagram but can you tell us what you mean by like quality photos
1: Yeah, um, I would say something that's not grainy, not just taken straight off your phone at weird angles where a part of the subject is cropped out. You know, just like really basic um, photography um, elements into it. Like um, you want them to be aligned in that sense. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be professionally edited. I don't, I myself am not into those professionally edited photoshopped pictures but yeah really just um if you can bring out the best in the pictures uh, with with light editing with presets whatever yeah
0: okay Mm -hmm. and presets are something where it's somebody pre-edited a photo to make it look nice right and they're giving you those edits that kind of how you yeah okay yeah Cool. We're getting some comments. Keep them coming guys. Thanks so much for saying hi. And one of the things I also wanted to ask you is when you did decide, okay, I think I'd like to do SEO for people and help them with their SEO. What were the first steps you took to get your first clients that would allow you to, you know, work with them virtually and start traveling?
1: Yeah. Um, the first place I actually went was Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. So because I was already um, part of a couple of travel Facebook groups and i've I'm in a couple of communities where there are other bloggers like me struggling to grow their traffic and just being stuck and not knowing what to do so um, from there I reached out and really tried to understand um, where they're coming from and where what situation they're in and then try to offer tips and then I'll be like, hey um i on on that note I'm also trying to. Oh, I've also recently launched an SEO course. Would you be keen to maybe um, sign up for my free SEO course? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'll I'll nurture the leads through email marketing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah, so very traditional in the sense that you're giving value to people. You're answering their common questions about SEO. You have a freebie, which is a free course. Mm -hmm. um you invite them to try it you don't force it on anybody which is really important and then they go to your email list they get your emails and then hopefully remember to being clients right so what was the scariest part of transitioning to this and um also just you know yeah i guess that would be a big question
1: yeah it's quite yeah it's true that it's quite a big transition because i've always had um more of a travel audience, so people who enjoy traveling and not so much um, people who want to learn about um, writing content online. So I literally had to start from scratch and um, this COVID period was actually a good testing period or like a good down time for me to really reevaluate and think that, okay, maybe it's time for me to shift from sharing more travel content to sharing more tips about Um, content writing and SEO because I've already been like I've been blogging for fifteen years but I've had this travel blog for five years now. So Mm -hmm. I thought that okay maybe it's um the time to maybe transition. And so back to your question on um how I overcame this. I would say um I I like challenges and I've been blogging for a while now. So I mean most of the skills that I know about blogging, I've already learned and mastered most of it. And so shifting towards a mentoring role is presented a kind of interesting challenge for me, which I was um, really keen to embark on because I have the knowledge and it was sort of a good period in, in this time for me to really go into learning how to conduct courses and sharing my information and my knowledge.
0: Yeah, and that brings up a really good point, because a lot of times people do want to expand or niche, or change their niche or start monetizing their audience because okay. they have these accounts. And, and it can be scary to say, well, I'm, I'm doing SEO, but you've been following me for traveling. So how did you navigate that? Did you start a new account just for SEO tips? Did oh. you tell your travel audience, hey, I'm switching? Or did you just kind of yeah. naturally start including it in your content? What, what was your process for that?
1: Yeah, good question, because that was one of my concerns as well. I was thinking, oh, maybe I should start a new website to focus on blogging tips. And then after much consideration, I realized that um, most people know me from my travel blog and my written content and my travel content. And so um, what better way to share about what this new project that I'm on by, by – um, By going on this platform by going on my existing profiles and sharing about it and since I already have um, a community here then maybe it's just the easiest way to spread the word that oh okay I'm transitioning from um, sharing about travel to sharing about blogging and so people at least they already know my background in travel blogging and that's Mm -hmm. where I established authority Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: okay yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, and would and maybe that means that a lot more of your niche or people who really vibe with you are travel bloggers. Would you say that that's um, been a theme? Not, not
1: exactly. So I've had um, a couple of small business owners. So they sell really, they sell everything from apparel to candles. So mm-hmm. it's really a wide spectrum, and SEO can be applied to any any and every single niche as long as you have online content and you are interested in growing an audience organically without necessarily paying for ads all the time Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so i get all sorts
0: cool so when it comes to blogging in particular and you've been doing that for 15 years what are some things to kind of fast track the process of getting good seo on your blogs and and or monetizing your blogs, because I know a lot of people who put out great content, and or are Instagram influencers and have tons of followers. And I've talked to some of them as clients become who become clients. And they say, you know, I did, I'm not making any money from this. I'm just putting all this stuff out here. Mm-hmm. And I don't really I'm not putting out an offer. I have tons of followers, yeah. but they're not like my ideal followers. So what are some things people should think about when it comes to them wanting to monetize a blog or their content creation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good question. Um, the most straightforward way to think about it is if you have traffic naturally, um, there'll be advertisers that want to pay for the traffic and the reach that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, my main goal for the blog, in terms of, in terms of, um, if let's say I wanted to monetize and earn more through blogging would be, the main goal would be to grow my traffic. And, and that is why I place so much um, focus on SEO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And um, really reaching out and speaking to people in your niche um, because they might have contacts they can share. Um, they might have um, tips that they can share um, from, from just being in the industry itself. Mm -hmm. and yeah these two are the main factors on what helped me to monetize and grow my blog that that much
0: yeah so do you mean when you say um interacting with other people in your niche and getting tips from them do you mean putting together a blog that's kind of like round table or like has advice from other people who you can Mm -hmm. involve in the um article and then they share it with their audience or, or what do you mean by that oh
1: not necessarily. I mean, like, um, just really being in community groups and chatting okay. with them. Uh, if you have a struggle, you can learn from them. There are a lot of forums and Facebook groups that, uh, they that with people who are more than willing to share their um, learnings and their takeaways and
0: mm-hmm. things
1: to mistakes to avoid. So that is oh. a really good ground to start on and to learn and grow when it comes to if you want to start your own blog from scratch.
0: Okay, yeah. And then when it comes to the SEO, what are some things um, that have really either tools or tips or things you want to keep in mind when you want to get good SEO? Yeah, so the
1: very basics is to have good quality content. So just think of it as, okay, if you don't know what SEO means, it's search engine optimization, and basically, You employ a variety of techniques to um, at best rank your content on Google as high as possible so that when people search for specific terms, your article um, reaches the top and you get more clicks that way. And so if you think about it, like if you reverse engineer it and you think about what your ideal reader or customer or audience wants to find out when they hit search on Google, So that is um, the keywords that you would want to target. I do recommend tools like professional software tools to research keywords. But even if you don't have these tools, you can always um, get an idea of what your reader wants to find out through um, even on Google searches. There are always related searches on Mm -hmm. when you hit a certain keyword. And there are also long-tail keywords that you can glean from the Google search itself. And so Mm -hmm. that is one way to decipher what keywords to look for. And the other thing is to have quality and long content. So Google, on average, the first few results on Google searches usually have an average of about 2,000 words. So you get an idea that um, Google really prioritizes content that serves, serves its purpose and answers people's questions. And mm-hmm. so that's how they rank. That's a factor to consider when they rank um, articles on top. And okay. of course, you want to um, also embellish your um, articles with pictures or videos of any form. So that helps with um, the whole it helps Google to read and understand the content better.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so Google pretty much wants you to have valuable content that people share or find useful that maybe teaches a concept in a couple different ways, maybe with videos written and photos. And then also um, when you said that you can search what people are searching, what, well there's two things you can type in a phrase in google and it will auto populate related searches when you do that and you can get an idea there same thing with when you actually search the term if you scroll down like you said there's that related searches section where you can see more and so um what would be though because sometimes a certain keyword has and i love the tip about 2000 words uh, being a good idea but sometimes when you search a certain keyword you'll see like already millions of people have posted about this or, or whatever. So is it worth the shot to to also do that? Or should you pick a certain range of number of searches yeah. um, to try to stand out in a certain smaller yeah. search, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, so that goes under keyword research and you can definitely go in depth with um, keyword research tools. But in general, if you just want to look at um, Google search results and if you look at the first page, if you have um, websites like Forbes, Wikipedia, CNN, um, TripAdvisor, all these big sites, um, if they're already ranking and um, dominating the first page of Google, then um, there is no point in focusing on that keyword anymore because it's unlikely that your blog will even end up on the first page and people in general, they don't click past the first page or not even past the third result. Mm -hmm. So try to hone in on as specific a keyword as possible. So that's why long tail keywords, um, keywords that have maybe three or five words long Mm -hmm. um, are recommended.
0: Okay. That's a great tip. And This is also a good way, you know, if you guys ever get stuck on what to post on Instagram or what your headlines should be on Instagram or for your Facebook lives and you should create content about, you can also use Google search to get ideas and certain headlines that are popular um, and people will be interested in hearing your take on that specific topic. So I think that that's um, another way you can use it. And how consistent would somebody need to be with, blogging or what do you recommend there to yeah. also be is does that matter with your google seo yep
1: yeah. so in general i try to post once a week at least but there have been case studies um, who have only posted one blog post but have done tons of backlinking. so um, guest posting on other bigger websites and then mm-hmm. putting a link off that First, that one blog post in all those guest posts, and mm-hmm. they get ton of traffic just to that one blog post. So it really depends on um, your goal. If your goal is to get more traffic on a certain just a specific blog post, then you can do that. So um, do a lot of guest post outreach. Mm-hmm. or if you want to establish yourself as an authority in a certain niche, like um, if you want to specialize in vegan recipes, then it's best that you um, produce a ton of content about vegan recipes. Or if you want, yeah, or if you want to be a coffee expert, you want to post mm-hmm. as much information as you can about coffee, so that when people enter your site through Google or other platforms, they can see that you have covered a ton of content and you you're you've produced like very comprehensive content and so um in this way it establishes your authority as well
0: Mm -hmm. okay sweet so definitely sharing your blog post with other bloggers who could maybe link to your blog in their related article right and i've gotten those emails myself actually from people saying hey you know i noticed in this blog you're talking about this i have a blog about this replace the link with this is that a good idea is that real Um,
1: That is one of the outreach strategies and most of the time I would say they don't really have much luck on getting links that way Mm -hmm. and what I would recommend is probably to offer something more of value, maybe offer um, to write a post Mm -hmm. on, on a topic that overlaps with this person that you're writing for and also with your authority with your niche Mm -hmm. so that usually has a better luck of um having your reply having (laughs) them reply you
0: yeah so offering a guest post you make and you can link to your own article in that guest blog post and give it to so yeah
1: in a way you're providing free content for that person and then on that note you can also grow your backlinks that way
0: Yeah, brilliant. I love that. And what about? um, I'm just curious. I don't know if you'll know the answer to this. This is unrelated. (laughs) But I've gotten a couple on Instagram and all these places, um, messages about are you interested in monetizing your Facebook page, we could put ads on it. And you know, you'll get blah, blah, blah. Are you familiar with that at all? Is that real? What what is that about? Um,
1: I have Facebook page in particular. No, I don't yep. think yeah. I knew I've late. received any of that.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All good. I was just curious because it's kind of weird and got a yeah. couple. Um. Okay. So we've talked about consistency being maybe every week or being really narrow in what you post about some re- vegan recipes, vegan recipes, using that phrase over and over in your blogs, right? And and posting that kind of good content. Yeah. Um, so that's really good ideas. And what about when it comes to just the the journey you've been on with monetizing your blog and traveling? Um, what's kind of the time? How long has it taken you to get to a position where you can do this full time? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, um, I started the blog in 2015 when I was still schooling. I was doing my um, uni exchange in France. And mm-hmm. So it's always been part-time for me, although I've had this end goal to eventually hopefully be able to um, work on the blog full-time. And so in 2015, for a couple of years, I was doing the whole blogging thing part-time. And it wasn't until two years ago I had the opportunity to um, really give it a shot and Mm -hmm. just throw my all into it. And um, it's, I realized that the more effort you put into it, the more time you put into it, you can actually make it um, succeed in whatever way you define success as. Mm-hmm. At first, I was really hesitant because, I mean, it's definitely an uncertain um, path to take because you will not, I mean, unlike traditional jobs, you will not get a, a standard salary. And yeah. so... And it's also not exactly a conventional career path, I would say. And so, um, yeah, there were many, many um, qualms about doing this full-time. But ever since I just jumped on this opportunity to do it full-time and dedicate full-time hours on it, I was able to earn as much as I would earn in a full-time job.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So about yeah. four years, like if you started in 2015 and
1: 2015, yeah to 2018.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. And that's really standard. Like I say three years, my like mm-hmm. three to four years is really when you start to feel like, okay, I own this business and it's consistent and I'm not, I don't mean, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I think that people need to be patient with that process. Yeah. How did you, um, you know, stay the course and stay motivated when you weren't always seeing immediate results
1: yeah for sure that is super evident especially during this covid period where my traffic dropped by more than four times and so everything just went down and so Mm -hmm. yeah it can be quite unmotivating um but really learning and hearing other case studies and other people that are also in your shoes helps and it gives you hope when you see that others are able to bounce back up and um, when they offer tips, you can um, really get hope from from these and know that, oh, okay, it's just a, it's just a bump on the road and eventually it will go back up. Yeah. And, yeah, and I mean, I've seen, I've implemented my strategies in the past and I've seen it work and so, I'm pretty confident that if I keep the course, keep on doing the same thing, um, eventually it will come rise back up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be ebbs and flows. And all that means is you have to keep adapting and keep learning, keep coming, becoming a better version of yourself on that journey. Mm -hmm. And it's really inspiring to hear that, you know, you have been able to do this. And one of the things that I think, um, is impo- or would be fun to ask you is just what's been your favorite because you get to travel a lot. What's been your favorite trip yeah. or favorite story um, yeah. from this journey you've taken?
1: Yeah. So what's really cool about travel blogging. Um, I know it's a, it's a very specific niche, but what's been good about travel blogging is that it opens up opportunities for you to be able to travel more because um, I've been able to work with, um, Tourism boards and airlines and hotels and such. And so, um, to answer your question, I would say going to the Maldives on a press trip has been one of the monumental one of the monumental um, periods in that in that time because I think I
0: was. But wait, where was it going on um, to the Maldives?
1: To the Maldives.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because I was, I believe, maybe only one year into blogging. And mm-hmm. so being able to pitch and establish contact and really have someone trust you on your blog and the content that you would deliver mm-hmm. was really empowering and really hopeful for me. And then the other thing is um, going to New Zealand for my um, graduation trip. Mm-hmm. I was able to do so many more activities that I would otherwise have not been able to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's this cool experiences even um my last trip to uh my last trip in october i spent a whole month in south africa and it was only because yeah it was only because i was able to work remotely that i could spend this amount of time in africa and you know like live and live in safaris and go on all these safari tours and paragliding and white shark cage diving these are all super cool experiences that I mean, if I were to just go on my own, I probably wouldn't even um, get to experience it.
0: Yeah. White shark cage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're in, where, is that where you're in?
1: The in the cage. cage and the cage is so much. And crap. the shark is literally Ooh. centimeters from you.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah. This sounds- is exciting. Oh, does not exciting <laughs> to me. <Yeah. laughs> but I'm glad that that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, wow, that's super cool. And you are you going by yourself on all these trips?
1: Um, occasionally, yes. My South Africa trip, I actually went with another travel blogger. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool doing collaborations like that because your reach becomes double, and so um, yeah, you have more chances to be to have people say yes to you than than if you were to do it yourself. But um, like this U.S. trip, I'm doing it on my own. So it's really a mix of um, with people and without.
0: Nice. How do you like have, I guess, do you stay, um, I don't know, like do you get nervous going by yourself or lonely or anything like that?
1: Yeah, Um. it depends, I guess. If it's a trip that I've been planning for ages and I know exactly where I want to go and what I want to do, then I can usually keep myself pretty occupied, for instance. I mean, it, yeah, it also depends on destination. Like when mm. I was in Cape Town, I was already on my own because my friend went back. Mm. And so... Um, I really did have a lot of fun on my own, like exploring farmer's markets and just driving along the cliffside and taking in the views and meeting local people. So I do enjoy that bit of solo traveling as well as group traveling as well, I would say.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And, And the other question I have is when you said that you're pitching to travel companies or airlines or hotels, um, do you teach that in your course or how does somebody, let's, let's say I have a travel blog, I'm trying to grow it. I'm blogging mm-hmm. every week. I'm mm-hmm. putting all these good phrases. I'm starting to get some traffic, but nobody's coming to me to say, Hey, we want to advertise on your page or yeah. we want to invite you on this trip. What would you tell those people? How, how can they, what do they need? Yeah. To do?
1: yeah. So, um, I do include, um, outreach templates or pitches that I've done. Um, copy and paste it in my full course, my full SEO course, um, which can be you know tweaked and uh, tweaked depending on whatever industry you're in, whether you're in beauty or fashion or travel. Mm-hmm. So yes, I do offer really? those, and I also offer a bunch of other tips to actively get out there. So doing more PR related um, mm-hmm. work. Because you're just a small brand, and no one's gonna be able to find you if you don't actively reach out and get yourself known. So um, yeah, I offer tips on how to make your branding um, look good and how to really attract the people that you your potential um, sponsors.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I offer a bunch of that in my blogging uh, my blogging section on my blog too. so I'm happy to send you a link after this, if you like. Yeah, I'd love to share that.
0: Notes for everybody. Um, If you guys go to com slash blogs, this episode will be up soon and you can find it. Um, But yeah, I'd love to include that. And I think what you're saying is it is so important to get in front of who you want to connect with and build relationships with and don't wait for them to come to you. And there's a way you can do it that makes it a win-win for both parties. So I'm sure in your pitch templates, you have a way to do that. Um, so I think this has been really valuable. Would you say that, does anybody here who's live have any questions they want to share? Um, somebody said great insight, which is super nice. Thank you. Got some waves. Um, but if not, where can everybody find you on Instagram and in general when they're listening to the replay on the podcast?
1: Yeah, I'm um, bellaroundtheworld.com. And yeah, this is my Instagram, b l a r d. The world on Instagram, Twitter, and I'm also on Facebook if you use that. And I'm happy to send you a link to my free SEO course too. Awesome. Yes,
0: great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today, and um, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Speak soon.
0: Yep. Bye bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to com slash strategy hyphen call. To book your very own free sales audit on the call we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients how to overcome those concerns how to coach through objections how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients i can't wait to connect with you and go to haileyroe.com/slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step Thanks so much. Have a good day.